Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, here with my co-host, Jake Jabarelli, and, of course, Cryptolissa. How's it going, you guys? Lissa, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? No, it's going on. We interesting pre-show discussion about all kinds of interesting things, as it were. Um, but uh, this content, despite what we talk about, is supposedly for entertainment purposes only. But as I had said in a prior podcast, uh, whether we say it's not financial advice or not, doesn't really matter. So do your own research. That's the way I'm going to say it from now on. <laughs> Um, to give you the top 10 daily stats. Let's go ahead and refresh that page. Arr. Bitcoin settling at uh, $37,896.18 with a 7-day loss of 5.6% and a market cap of $718 billion. Number two, we have Ethereum settling at $2,633.92 with a 7-day loss of 4.9% and a market cap of $315 billion. And number three, we have Tether settling at $1 with a no gain, no loss for the past 7 days. Hmm, <laughs> and a market cap of $80 billion. Number four, BNB settling at $264.21 with a 7-day loss of 9.1%. And a market cap of $61 billion. And number five, we had USD coin. Oh, once again, settling at $1. Oh, so they think there's no gain, no loss. Oh, oh. And a market cap of $53 billion. Number I want to stop you right at, at this halfway point between five and six, because it's ha- halfway through the top ten. And make note that you, you complain often how Ripple is, how is Ripple still in the top ten, right? Well, look at the difference between the market cap of USD coin and Ripple right now. It's almost $20 billion. Yeah, it's a huge gap. And we know that Ripple's been falling a lot lately, um, even compared to other markets. So really, the, the reason that Ripple stayed in the top six or, you know, on the sixth position for so long is because it had been up so ridiculously high. I mean, poor Cardano. Cardano used to be number four, right? And it fell all the way below $30 billion. So... Um, just a small commentary on the point of it. Ripple has had been solving up, but it had been really, really high for a very long time. And that's the reason it's taken so long for it to fall out of sixth position. So go ahead. Sorry. Um, probably not. A lot of people use it. It's, it's heavily used. You know, Solana, Solana might, I, you don't use it, but some people do. A lot of people do, actually. I think it also had to do with the fact that it was embroiled in a scandal for so long. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, number six, we have, uh, of course, XRP settling at 72 cents with a seven-day loss of 12.2%. And a market cap of $34 billion. Number seven, we have Terra settling, settling at $74.11 with a seven-day... What? Yeah, That's 50% almost. Game. Forty-six point eight percent gain. It's skyrocketing. Boom, 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 boom
When moon? Oh, well, moon right now. Remember, Terra is also known as Luna, so it's moon, literally. <laughs> Exactly. Last but not least, we have Polkadot. Settling at $17.68 with a seven-day loss of 1.4% and a market cap of $19 billion. That there, Kryptonaut is your top 10 daily stats of the day. And your five runners are, or Jake's five runners are, Avalanche, Finance USD, Dogecoin, Shiba Inu, and Terra USD. All right. There's a lot of stable coins in the top... Uh... Top 15, actually, quite a few. More of them. No, no, I mean it's not confusing. That uh, that's obviously the reason it, it's it's happening. Even you know, Kronos has you know, renamed itself, but and Die is not, you know in the top 20. But um, the uh, the thing I keep noting, and it's probably more important, is the market cap. You know, obviously, Ethereum, and Bitcoin are way up there and that make up a, a trillion by themselves. But um, uh, what is it? Terra, Solana, and Cardano are all neck and neck. And then if you drop down about $10 billion, you get to Polkadot, Avalanche, and uh, Binance USD, which are all about $18, $19 billion. Um, and, it, it's, and then even if you're just another consideration is that uh, Shiba Inu, Terra USD, Polygon, and Kronos are all pretty close to each other. So there's this like groupings of coins. And it's not until you get up to where XRP is, or Ripple, that you actually start breaking away from the pack and, and get into, you know, algorithm or logarithmic uh, heights. So there's a lot of coins competing with each other because they're all, you know, people are trying to figure out, well, which is the coin that's going to win out here? Which should I, you know, buy into? And honestly, I buy into them all because you, you never know. Um, but uh, I can't recommend. I mean, no, you can. We can totally recommend because we remember it's not financial advice. We already know this. Nobody's going to make it. Which do I think is most valuable? It's the one that costs the least to transact. So Tether and, and USD coin are both. Well, USD coin is on on Ethereum as well as Tether, but um, so I don't use either one of them. I mean, I do have a tiny amount of them, but um, uh, Binance USD is really cheap to transact, although it's not highly encouraged. Um, Terra USD is kind of like Binance USD. Um, and I've used Dai, but Dai, of course, is on Ethereum, so it's expensive to transact. Um, I would say anything that's cheap to transact, like Binance or Terra, so or anything else that's a stablecoin, like Celo. I use Celo on a regular basis too, quite a bit of it actually. Um, and they're. Uh, I thought it was on Binance, isn't it? Or, no, it's on. It's on. What I'm talking about? It's on. <laughs> it's on Terra, because <laughs> where do you think it comes from? Terra USD. Is on Terra or Luna, so Terra is another one. Is it? I don't think so. Let me let me check. It's UST. I thought it was based off of the Terra. Yeah, it's the Terra ecosystem. It's yeah. So it's not. It's much less expensive, and that's, I think, the reason it's gaining traction right now. It's, not, it's literally 15 of the top 15. Um, 
so it's 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 gaining popularity because people are going, oh wait, we don't have to use Ethereum? Yeah, and Ethereum is expensive. <laughs> anyway, sorry to, to hold up the uh wanted to get into kind of like the meaning behind these things. Alright, uh, get on to the news. Appreciate everybody keeping it, you know, watching our show and, and uh, giving us that thumbs up, the like, whatever you can in any format that, that you're listening to us. If you're just on Anchor or some podcasting um, service, but if you're on YouTube and you're watching us and seeing, you know, as we're reading the articles, we also appreciate a like there. Uh, you can subscribe and you know hit the notification bell to get updates when we post on Wednesdays and Sundays, like today. Uh, you can also check us on Discord, interact with us, talk to us directly, uh, not just through Twitter, but that's another way of doing it. You can also get us on Patreon, and you can also donate through Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, or Braven. All of the the information in the description is in the Cointree link in the description below. Will do. So first article of the day is written by Dimitar Zonsarov. Sotheby's withdrew the auction of 104 crypto punks minutes before the event. The renowned auction house Sotheby's was about to host a much anticipated auction of 104 crypto punk non-fungible tokens earlier this week. However, the auction house canceled the event minutes before the launch. Several months ago, a pseudo-anonymous collector with the initials 0x650D purchased the lot titled Punkit for $7 million worth of crypto. A few weeks back, Sotheby's announced it will auction the NFTs from the collection with price estimations showing between $20 million and $30 million. Nonetheless, the collectible owner with drew from the event shortly before it began. His decision led to significant disappointment from users waiting to participate in the auction. The founder of the decentralized media platform Rogue Radio, Farouk, said, quote, Bro, you stop acting like you rugged Sotheby's. You made everyone look stupid. Even the press here is laughing at us because of you. Stop hiding the guilt behind dumb ass memes, end quote. Later on, the seller posted another tweet hinting that the reason behind the cancellation might be Sotheby's high commission fees. Minted in 2017, CryptoPunks are among the first NFT collection. Currently, they are some of the most popular and expensive digital collectibles as some spent millions of dollars to acquire them. Earlier this month, CryptoPunk number 5822 broke the record as Deepak 
Thapila Chains CEO purchased it for nearly 8,000 ETH. At the moment of the transaction, the amount equaled almost $24 million. The leading auction house for art and luxury has been a part of the digital asset universe for a while now. In November last year, it joined forces with Future Perfect uh, Ventures to invest $20 million in the NFT tech firm Mojito. Commenting on the matter was Sotheby CEO Charles Stewart. Quote, we believe in the future of using blockchain to expand ownership of digital assets. There is a huge amount of focus and interest in NFTs. Sotheby's mission is to promote access and ownership of exceptional art and luxury objects. So focusing and developing this area makes a lot of sense, end quote. In January this year, the company announced it will host an auction for a rare 555.55 carat diamond that can be sold for digital assets. Earlier this month, the American entrepreneur Richard Hart purchased it for a whopping 4.3 million worth of crypto and renamed it after his firm Hex.com Diamond. Yeah, I think that's kind of funny that uh, Richard Hart was the one who bought the, the diamond. He's the the guy that was giving all that you know crypto away of his own for uh, just for having owned Bitcoin, right? Yeah, Hex.com is the one doing that Pulse thing, right? Pulse X, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, uh, how do I put this exactly? It's, it's like uh, 0650D did not know legitimately what the fees for Sotheby's were. It's like, you just pulled them and it's like, okay, well, how did you not know what was going on? You know, yes, it's a, it's, it is a significant portion of money that, that, that Sotheby's takes. And it's like, you're only going to get the world market by going through Sotheby's. That's what they own. They own a very large market that you can get, you know, most ridiculous, the most ridiculously wealthy people to get into because they trust Sotheby's. Um, so if you want a lot of money, you're going to pay a lot of money to get a lot of money. Exactly. They are, uh, who's the guy from the eighties? Um, I think of it, the, uh, 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 lifestyles of the rich and famous. Um, you know, that guy. Um, maybe you don't remember it. I remember it very, very distinctly. But um, he was a British man who went around talking about, you know, people who were very wealthy and it was a TV show. And, and anyways, uh, how do you get into Sotheby's? Well, you got to have a lot of money. So, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, I, if you want a big market, go to this place. Uh, yeah, I would think Sotheby's would make him sign a contract. So I think more than likely he would have known beforehand how much their fees were. Yeah, unless he didn't read that contract, in which case, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, usually when you pull out of something like that, you, there's going to be a fine for not having done the contract. Maybe maybe he knew how when the last cutoff point, when 11th hour was, and he pulled out right at that point. 
but at the same time it's like okay uh, it sounds like you you know don't really know what you're doing and that's the reason he was called out on twitter so How did we do that over the... Okay, what did you get? Uh, rock. Dang it! Alright. <laughs> or do you take it? Who takes it? Uh, rock usually beats scissors, as far as I know, because it's okay. rock. Unless we were doing uh, rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock, but, you know. So, um, since you won, are you... What's, what's, your, what's your thing you want to take this one, or you want to pass it? You can go ahead. You can go ahead and do it. Okay. Ukraine by XPM. Ask Major Crypto Exchange to stop servicing Russian Russian emergency. By Andrew Morales. Yeah, stumble, stumble over the first word, aren't you? Mikhailo Fedorov, Vice Prime Minister of Ukraine, has called on crypto exchanges to freeze all Russian users' blockchain addresses to help Ukraine defend itself from Russia, Russia's invasion. In, in a tweet Sunday, Fedorov emphasized the importance of both cutting off crypto access to Russian and Belarusian politicians as well as sabotaging ordinary users. The request follows a slew of sanctions against, against Russians from Western allies, including freezing the assets of Russians or Russian banks and reducing uh, re reliance on Russian oil and exports. Crypto is going center stage in, on, in the complex, providing a vehicle of financial support to Ukraine and potentially Russia. In October, Putin discussed using crypto as a means of payment transfer funds from one place to another in the context of international trade. Earlier this month, Bitcoin was used to bypass Canada's financial restrictions, prohibiting donations to the Freedom Convoy protest. While self-custodial Bitcoin transactions successfully made it to their truckers, any funds connected to the exchange were red flagged and frozen by court order. Some view the Ukrainian vice of UN's request as anti antithetical antithetical, to crypto's promise of universal access and neutrality, while others back the move for the help it could provide Ukrainian citizens. And some of the crypto industries have explicitly taken side in conflict. On Friday, one of the Ethereum's largest mining pools stopped servicing Russians, Russian users to support Ukraine. <clears throat> the Vice VM also supported a recent move from DMarket, an NFT and Metaverse platform, to freeze the accounts of Russians and Belarusian users. These similarly called on other major figures, including Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, to quit colonizing Mars and creating the metaverse to support Ukraine instead. Uh, that was actually an interesting tweet. Uh, he asked yeah. that the latter ban Russian users uh, from Facebook and Instagram as well. Look at that. Now, did you, uh, did you guys read that tweet that, that came out from uh, Ukraine asking uh, to help out with the uh, Starlink? Oh, no. Uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that... So, uh, Directly to Elon Musk, he says, Hey, you're over here launching your fireworks to try to conquer Mars, and you're over here uh, starting the futuristic vehicles, and we're over here in Ukraine, leaving for help. Can you please 
help us and just send your sa- your your your, your um, satellites. It's Starlink satellites. You can't just make them go where you, they, they have set routes to go on, unfortunately. So he did actually no. Uh, Elon Musk did reroute them, and they're out. Oh, okay. Uh, and he sent a new one up too, I think. Hmm. I guess like maybe I thought they were set on routes that they had to stay on, but maybe they have some over there already. I he think he sent them. another set up. Well, you have to have the dish in order to use it. <laughs> okay, now there's satellites over there. Do you have the dishes already in 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 Ukraine to use to capture? How does, how does that work? I'm kind of curious. Please, that's. Well, maybe they do. Maybe they already do. But. That was, but still, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Please, exactly. You just you just revealed something there that nobody else is talking about. Please, can we? So are you saying that in third third world countries that they can no, it has. You have to have the the dish that to receive the signal. It's a specialized dish that's in both both places. I I don't think they have portable versions. I mean, the, the dishes themselves aren't very big. They're like what, maybe two and a half feet in diameter, but um, you know, slightly under a meter. Um, uh, No, the data is beamed directly to the users. That was the whole point of having them. Um, so um, it, it also depends. Like I said, if you have enough satellites going overhead on a regular basis, then yes, you're going to be able to receive the signal. Um, I don't. I, I'm guessing that's true. There is a map that everyone can see of every single satellite in the world that's currently available to anyone. But I mean, part of the reason begging Elon to support this cause is how do you get Bitcoin? Well, you got to use the internet. So. Um, it, that, you know, I don't, I'm certain that it was not Elon's intent to, you know, back governments in this, in, you know, this purpose of his point was to get internet all over the world. And that's exactly what it, it's doing. Um, giving access to internet to everyone in the, on the entire planet within, within the spaces that humans live. It's, they're not covering the poles as far as I know. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, um, yeah, we need internet for Bitcoin, and this is great. This whole thing—I mean, I realize that Bitcoin is ubiquitous, right? It can be used for "quote unquote" good people and "quote unquote" bad people. Um, people we don't may not like. So, of course, Putin is using it, and people we do like, so, um, President of Ukraine, whose name I can't remember, but <laughs> um, the. Uh, you know, it's just like for Tonga, right? We were, we were saying, you know, if, you, if the traditional banking system is down because a volcano interrupted everything you were doing, well, thank goodness for Bitcoin. <laughs> or thanks, for, thank goodness for a universally accepted coin that everybody everybody has access to. Now, if we can do like I think you were hoping, John, and just get people to use Bitcoin as the primary and not convert back to their local currency. Anyways, continuing on. More things about Russia. From George Georgiev. Russian banks to be cut off from SWIFT. What does that mean for crypto? This is an opinion piece. West has moved to exclude Russia from SWIFT with ongoing uncertainty. What does this mean for crypto? Is the subtitle. 
The White House, alongside the European Commission, Canada, the United Kingdom, Germany, and Italy, announced in the late hours of Saturday evening that they would be expelling certain Russian banks from the SWIFT payment system. In a joint statement, the parties wrote, quote, This will ensure that these banks are disconnected from the international financial system and harm their ability to operate globally, while also pledging the, subquote, restrictive measures that will prevent the Russian central bank from deploying its international reserves in a way uh, that undermine the impact of our sanctions, end quote. Taking a step further, Ursula von der Leyen, the current president of the European Commission, revealed that, quote, we will work to prohibit Russian oligarchs from using their financial assets on our markets. Putin embarked on a path aiming to destroy Ukraine, but what he is also doing, in fact, is destroying the future of his own country, quote. Let's unpack. I didn't know I went anywhere. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> SWIFT is by far the biggest financial messaging system that's used by more than a thousand institutions across the globe. Following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the EU and its partners started issuing sanctions against both the country, its president, Vladimir Putin, and certain political representatives. Excluding Russia from SWIFT intends to cut the country's ability to liquidate assets and transfer funds across institutions that are members of the system. The move is made in a bid to isolate and punish the country. In essence, without SWIFT, banks and their customers would find it much harder, if at all possible, to operate on a global scale. There are plenty of reports suggesting that Russia has been working on a SWIFT alternative for quite some time. Earlier today, there already an alternative that Russia can turn to, known as CIPS, an acronym for Cross-Border International Payment System. This is China's international payment and was first revealed back in 2015. The report also outlines that there are at least 23 Russian banks that are already connected to CIPS. SIPS. Yet, China hasn't exactly been very decisive in its actions during the conflict, which is harder to hard to decipher. On one end, the country presented itself as a protector of sovereign independence. On the other, it remains reluctant to denounce Russia's actions. I, I, I will make a minor comment in here that our current actions, that is the European Union, NATO, etc., Western countries in general, are really not working well, in my opinion, to keep uh, Putin from basically forming a definitive alliance with, with China, which in my opinion would be bad, because China and Russia, although two of the largest countries by physical landmass, are also two of the most, well actually I wouldn't say most populous, um, China's one of the most populous, but um, two of the countries that are probably most willing to take action have to fight against, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, that this is bad, in my opinion, on a different reason. I'm not going to get into that. So, crypto. What does this all mean for cryptocurrencies? Well, this is also this is also challenging to determine or predict. Yes, of course. Price discussions and speculations aside, I'm this is opinion of the opinion that should Russia decide to turn to crypto as an alternative payments network, that would put tremendous strain on regulators in Western countries. Yes, yes, it would. We uh, see many legislative frameworks across developed countries where cryptocurrencies are put under massive scrutiny. 
past year is a vivid example of this as major cryptocurrencies, uh, crypto exchanges rather, rushed to verify their trading volume with aim to avoiding harsh sanctions or becoming straight up outlaws. Yes, this is another big problem. The position of the West on the current conflict in Ukraine is quite clear. They are doing whatever they can to cut off Russia's financial arms from the rest of the developed world and even institutional, pardon me, instituting personal sanctions. Should Russia turn to crypto, I think it's quite clear that the regulatory climate will become harsher. But that's not necessarily bad news. In fact, many crypto proponents have long pushed for clear regulations in our podcast with BitMEX CEO Alex Hopner, uh, Hope Hopentner. He said he thinks that regulators are likely to put first to first put crypto in the same regulatory basket as traditional assets, which he believes is wrong. He is also of the belief that the rules are needed uh, for the industry to move forward. But it is, but it's also not necessarily good news. It's also important to consider a scenario where the West condemns cryptocurrencies as a pro-Russian tool to bypass sanctions. As mentioned in the beginning, it's downright impossible to determine, at least for me, any potential outcomes, but I guess one thing is for sure. We're in for a lot of uncertainty. Yes, that's a very non-conclusive um, article here. Um, I would like to offer my opinion, since this is an opinion article, and I think this is our show, so we can kind of do that. Um, I agree with the uncertainty in the sense of where the West is going to go as far as uh, regulation of crypto. But I think that the thing that the stance, at least that the U.S. took in 2018, was the best one and should remain. Um, and that is that crypto is like a stock in the sense of if it's a security and it's a dollar amount value, it should stay that way. So stable coins should be treated as securities. Whereas coins that have variable, flexible, you know, non-stable values should be treated as assets like they are within stock. So until you exercise and convert back to fiat, you should just treat it as, a, you know, an indeterminate value. Because it is indeterminate. It changes constantly. There's no way, way of even pinning it down. You can't pin down any crypto that has a variable uh, value, just like a stock. Um, the difference, of course, with the stock market versus crypto is that crypto is always active and the stock market is only open when it's open. So, and even then, we already know that larger institutions, when it comes to stock, can trade stock after hours, which I think is total bunk. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, I, I, I agree that there should be more forewarning about crypto and when people want to buy crypto. But the fact of the matter is we're going toward crypto, whether your U.S. likes it or not. And even though it does bypass things and makes it harder to track, the neat thing about crypto is you can actually track the addresses. So if you didn't know what things were before, you'll probably find out pretty soon so that things like cryptanalysis or chain analysis. Go ahead. Sorry. Would you think that CIDs are our way to go to, uh, to identify who's holding what? Oh, what does the CID stand for again? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, that you have to state every single uh, crypto identification card. No. 
disagree with. And the reason I agree with that is because um, there's no mandate for that in stocks. So, um, if you happen to know the idea of it, it, to me, it's the same thing. And I think talk about as knowing um, what a person's income is. I am 100% against income tax because it's no one's business but your own. The only time you should be charged for what you use is when you actually actuate, when you actually take action, when you do something with your funds. It should not be up to the government to say, um, oh, you spent, you know, uh, you, you have, you know, $1.6 million. Why do you care? Because you want to tax me on it. You should only tax me when I take action, when I buy something or transfer something. Or even, you know, at that point, I, didn't, I still don't even think transfers should be taxed or even, even examined. It should be, you know, I, when, I, um, when I buy something, then you can talk to me. But tell them it's not your business. You know, you, I, of course, it would be nice to know. Of course, it's nice to know. But what business is it of yours? It's not. So... Maybe, but I mean, like I said, like they say in, in um, V for Vendetta, uh, people should not be afraid of their of their countries. Countries should be afraid of their people. Oh yeah, the two guys who were supporting the Canadian resistance. Yeah, Yeah, I, I know, but I don't remember his name. But yes, I remember what you're talking about. It's gonna bother me. Real quick, it's uh, Jesse Powell. There we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not your keys, not your coins. All right, let's move on. Um, I think uh, this one. This is Alyssa's Jack Dorsey article. Yep. Written by Dini Torzanzaroff, Jack Dorsey's block announced 47% increase in gross profit in quarter four of 2021. Jack Dorsey's fine tech startup block, which was also formerly known as Square, disclosed its gross profit for quarter four 2021, stood at $1.18 billion, which is an increase of 47% year over year. In addition, the company sellers have adopted more of Square's ecosystem over time, the firm added. The American Financial Services and Digital Payment Payments Company Block Inc. announced its revenue for the past year totaled $4.42 billion. In comparison, analysts estimated this number to be $4.01 billion. The results are up 62% year over year as revenue from Bitcoin purchases represents $1.96 billion of that number. Gross profits for Q4 were also impressive at $1.18 billion, up 47% over the same period a year ago. Specifically, cash app gross profits told $518 million, while Square gross profits accounted for $657 million. In line with the good results, block stocks spiked 
by more than 40% in a matter of 24 hours. The Square shares closed on Friday at approximately $120. This financial report was also the first since Jack Dorsey resigned as Twitter CEO and is now only engaged with Block's mission. Earlier this year, the organization acquired the Australian fine tech company Afterpay. Uh, quote, we believe this acquisition will further block strategic priorities for Square and Cash App by strengthening the connections between our ecosystems, end quote. In October 2021, Dorsey revealed plans that Block, which was called Square at the time, could create a Bitcoin mining system. The network uh, would use custom silicone. Uh, the American believes mining needs as such it is niche. His company's initiative aims to establish technical integrations entry by prototyping more efficient uh, silicone crushing algorithms and power architectures. Shortly after, Square dives deeper into the digital asset sector by investing $75.5 million to acquire a 35% stake at the crypto exchange Corp. By doing so, Dorsey's firm became the second large holder at the Korean trading venue, falling behind Nexon's holding company, uh, which owns 48%. In December 2021, the payment platform changed its name to Block, expanding its focus expanding its focus further to blockchain universe. The CEO commented that this is a new name, but our purpose of economic empowerment remains the same. This event coincided with Dorsey's recognition as Twitter's top executive. It is worth noting that he said last year, quote, if I were not at Square or Twitter, I would be working on Bitcoin. If it needed more help than Square or Twitter, I would leave them for Bitcoin. But I believe that both companies have a role to play, end quote. That's kind of a nice update with uh, knowing Block's doing quite well and I guess in effect, Stating what Dorsey had said all along, which was, we're not going to own the, the you know, we're not going to centralize the functions. We're just going to work with them. That's what he's been encouraging all this time since, since the announcement of the change. Well, I mean, it, it's a platform through which it can work. I mean, obviously, Block is centralized, but um, he's saying, I don't need to own, you know, the uh i don't need to own the crypto or you know uh, possess the source of this thing in order to make money off of it and that's pretty much proved by this gargantuan increase in um you know investment in his company
as a, as a dex. Um, oh, okay. If I recall correctly, this was months ago. Um, this was like sometime last year when they, I, I read the white paper. I gotta, I gotta refresh up on it. But anyway, continuing on. Where are we going? Where are we going? Crypto donations to Ukraine. That's nothing, dude. You can't, you're not going anywhere. You know? Where are you going to go live? You're literally taking nothing with you. You're fleeing a nation with nothing. And your country's not even helping you. They said, we're shutting it down. If you want to leave the country, you can leave the country, but you're not leaving with our country. That's horrible. That's a horrible way to go. You know? you wait, wait. Who, who uses cash again? <laughs> Who uses cash again? Crypto, where it can't be stopped. 
which tribes to see to the death of God. Then there's a possibility that there's some It has happened multiple times on the network. Um, on. With the ongoing disinformation coming from all sides, many question the uh, validity of these wallets, including Ethereum's fight stand openly against the war, despite being warned from Russia. I don't remember what he's doing. I just remember him divesting from his his position. Justin's son announced he is stepping down from role as CEO of Tron Foundation and is joining the government of Grenada as its new full-time ambassador to the World Trade Organization. What he just send you just send over one of his his um his um, board board yacht clubs and BTC. <laughs> Here's an NFT. Just take it. I don't need it. <laughs> What are they, what, what's happening there on after? It's, it's, I mean, 
buying the Ukrainian politicians a bottle of champagne while their nation goes to hell? Or is it actually buying food for the people that can't withdraw more than $10 a day for their, not only for husband, wife, kids, maybe you have a name? I mean, these are just, these are just the public ones we're aware of, right? I mean, how many other people are sending money to their own family in Ukraine? Probably a lot. I, I, I hope so. Dude, seriously, if, if that's the truth, if you just spoke the truth right there and that's really what's going on, then I applaud all those people for doing that, man. Seriously, that right there is just mind-blowing. If that's really what's going on, it's just not being recorded. Next, the next thing after that, because obviously the, the interchange is down, how do you exchange Bitcoin for Ukrainian, you know, fiat? Uh, you assuming, assuming you even can, and assuming... You know, it's like in a crisis situation like this, when the banks are literally unavailable, uh, do you get, do you, tra the, this, is, this is the point where, where I would not have used USDT or Ethereum or even Bitcoin for that matter, um, is because if you need to pay for something relatively inexpensive, and of course the cost of, of doing business in Ukraine is, is definitely lower than it is in the US. Like... Um, one of the things that Baldwin Bankrupt is in the YouTuber guy who just spends a lot of time in, in Ukraine has said is that the cost of getting lunch yeah, in, in a Ukrainian restaurant is like a buck. Now, can you transfer a dollar's worth of, of Bitcoin to another person in you know a restaurant there, assuming they even accept it, without paying more than a dollar's worth of fees on Bitcoin? Eh, I don't know. Um, and then on top of that transfer time, particularly for Bitcoin, it's an hour. <laughs> so um, I get it that those are the top coins and everybody's familiar with them, but I would not have used them. Granted, the question, of course, is if you transferred, mm, let's say, cello dollars or something or Terra USD to a person in Ukraine, would they even accept it? And that that is a, a, a thing I'm, I don't think they might have. Um, utilization of crypto you need to settle on something that works consistently across all awards and that people are willing to accept in the moment when they know they can't get to their money i mean if if i'm making this analogy would we have had the crash of 29 back in, in 1929 if crypto had been a thing back then because people wouldn't have made a run on the banks to get their money out they wouldn't have needed to because the banks weren't holding it um, the problem we're running into right now, even though this is probably the starting point where this needs to happen, is people need to start accepting Bitcoin as the de facto currency and not just as something to exchange money for. But you're right once again. Who's going to wait an hour up to six hours for a transaction to process through? Now, if it was a Lightning Network for you, all right, cool, you're doing that. Awesome. El Salvador is doing El, Sal El Salvador is doing it. The Cash App is mm -hmm. doing it. So it's being utilized. It just needs to be more more adopted or utilized as a chain that has more affordable transactions. And especially for those. I mean, that I'm assuming it's themselves need to know that. The and you knew you were going to receive it because you could see that the transaction was was occurring. Like, okay, I can see the money going. I just haven't gotten it yet. But who cares? It's not going to stop. 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 If you're not doing between. Um, but 
I guess the, the key here is we need a coin that's fast and it and it's acceptable. It doesn't have to be called US dollars or US dollar something. Um and doesn't have gargantuan fees. Um and then everybody recognize I'm I'm not gonna keep Ukrainian you know, whatever fiat in my wallet, my physical wallet, you know, my leather wallet or whatever you want to keep it in. I'm gonna keep it in this app, which is technically just a blockchain based app. Um you know, it's not even internet so much as it's just blockchain. And I know I have that money whenever. Uh oh. Uh oh. I have got muted. Back. Oh, is he back? You okay, John? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I just got, just, I'm listening to you and I just got booted out. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry I yelled at you so much that you left. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I think I'm iterating too much and going on about it. I don't want to detract from what we're trying to say it's just that it is important i think to recognize the value of that people can use that coin you know do you transfer it back to fiat if not how do you how do you act on it because it's like if someone gave you let's say a million dollars in bitcoin i'm deliberately using a big number um and you know that you can use that later on to buy other things you might want um by people who would accept bitcoin from that app to their own version of that app and it was not controlled by a company, you know, some centralized uh, edifice, uh, then you might start trusting it. Say, you know, this isn't, isn't in the hands of any one company that can block me from getting this these funds. I can now get these things in order to pay other people for the things that I need. So I don't need local fiat anymore. I don't need, if, you know, some other transfer of funds technique i can still get the services i want the heat in my house the electricity the food the shelter the clothing the whatever i need um without needing green folding paper at least what's used in the united states so You want to see if money's going out of the wallet? Yeah, and it looks like there's uh, nearly 7,000. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Confirmed received. 6,952 confirmed spent five outputs. So 109 oh. Bitcoin in and 54 Bitcoin out. Oh, good. They are using it. Is that recent? Oh, the trans are the output? The outbound transactions, are they recent? Um, I don't think $13 million is going to be enough to really do a significant amount of help in, in uh, Ukraine, but... I mean, there's... I think I said there's 40 million people living in Ukraine. That's not very many. <laughs>
total received, 109,000 total spent, uh, 54, uh, did I say 109,000? 109 Bitcoin and 54 um, cents. So currently, uh, there's 54 Bitcoin in that wallet. Last time it was utilized was 227 at 15.45, uh, which is literally right now. Right now. Time right there. I had no idea. I knew that the, the number of people living in Ukraine was about 40 million. It's about 44 million, according to the, the internets that I looked up. But I was also kind of shocked to find out that there are less people living in the entirety of Western Europe than there are in the United, in the United States alone. I mean, if they're sending Satoshis out. So, as a just as a, a quick comparative tool, the total number of people living in Ukraine is roughly equal to the total number of people living in California. I think that's an important note number to make note of. The number of people, according to the re most recent census, California is about 40 million. The total number of people living in Ukraine is about 44 million. That's pretty close on the million dollars on the million person scale <clears throat> it's only about you know 10% more um, but I'm pretty sure the area of Ukraine is quite a bit larger than California just a question of whether or not it's all livable space I mean California not everyone can live there's plenty of mountains here that people can't live in um, or don't live in rather and I mean the gross majority of people who live in California live in the Bay or in Los Angeles so
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of different coins available that they're using. And so it's not just Bitcoin and Ethereum. Is that enough to support? Probably not. It's probably far from enough what they need, but it does help, obviously. I, I would have never guessed, dude. If I didn't check, that's a beautiful thing about uh, Now we can see this, dude. I can see it's in blocking people before when you donate the money to this, uh, send it to this email address. Uh, yeah. 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 Payment processor is going to take 25% of, the, of the, the profits just in their fees, right? No. <laughs> No. Uh, we have two more articles. I'm going to go with the El Salvador Bitcoin-fueled thing. You just did the... Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, El Salvador's Bitcoin-fueled vet hospital opens this week. Another example of Bitcoin operating in, outside of U.S. management. <laughs> Nayib Bukele's, that's the president's administration, announced that the veterinary hospital... Built by Bitcoin profits will open on Saturday, February 26th. That would be yesterday. The president revealed that each treatment will cost 25 cents. That's, uh, I don't know if that's 25 cents of, bit, of Bitcoin or 25 cents of U.S. dollars, because it says the U.S. dollar sign there first. That's that's a pretty tiny amount. Yeah, was it Satoshis or something? Yeah, exactly. What is 25 cents in U.S. dollars in Satoshis? I think we established that one Satoshi is, is oh no, um, one dollar is... is 2,500 Satoshis, I think. So that would be closer to, my, what, 900, 800 Satoshis? Not just daydreaming. Apart from the from becoming the first country to embrace Bitcoin as legal tender, El Salvador has also purchased the primary cryptocurrency on a macroeconomic level. In October 2021, the government disclosed that they will use $4 million profit at the time the investment to create a massive veterinary hospital in, El in San Salvador, the capital. Just four months after the announcement, the facility will open its doors. The exact date is February 24th, as the hospital named Shivo Pets <laughs> will stay open 24-7. It, it will have operating rooms, rehabilitation, hospitalization, quarantine rooms, and other medical features. It's worth noting... Yeah, they have Shivo Pets. <laughs> It's worth noting that the hospital bears the name of the Shivo Bitcoin wallet. The latter is a mobile app allowing people and businesses to facilitate crypto transactions. Bitcoin-loving president Nayib Bukele informed that uh, each hospital procedure will cost 25 cents worth of Bitcoin as customers will could apply any wallet. And here is his tweet. Want to watch a video about Bitcoin and pets? Shiva Pets is the first ever Bitcoin fully funded animal hospital. Every treatment will cost only 25 cents paid in Bitcoin with any wallet. That's about that's... All right. So, yeah, 660 Satoshis. That's not bad. Earlier this month, El Salvador introduced the, its new cryptocurrency education center called La Casa del Bitcoin. Translated in English, this house of Bitcoin. It, uh, Provides free and accessible learning opportunities for the people willing to understand the asset's merits. It's good that they have an instructional method. Although, if you have YouTube, uh, El Salvador became more popular after ado adopting Bitcoin. According to the Minister of Tourism, Morena Valdez, the El Salvador decision to make Bitcoin an official uh, means of payment has positively impacted the local tourism sector. 
Specifically, she said it has increased by more than 30% since legislation. The politician added that the main flow of visitors has changed as well prior to the adoption. Most people coming to El Salvador were arriving from Guatemala, Honduras, and or Nicaragua. Currently, 60% of tourists are res residents of the United States. In addition, travelers have, have started spending more money during their stay in the nation. The officials expected profits to be about $800,000, while the actual number turned out to be more closer to $1.4 million in foreign income currency. So yeah, I guess, I guess it is working. The Americans definitely like their Bitcoin, like, or their Satoshis. Uh, um, and it's good to see that it's helping. Um, I mean, obviously we're reading this in English, so a lot of people are going to be finding out about it to speak that language. <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, the Super Wallet does utilize the Lightning Network, so yeah, I haven't mm -hmm. been able to use it, uh, the, uh, the Super Wallet, uh, but uh, it's what I read. It doesn't matter. You don't need the Chiva wallet necessarily. You can always use a Lightning Wallet, right? So. Yeah, you can use a Lightning Wallet. Well, what I'm trying to say is, um, why would you want to spend 25 cents on, on, on a main chain? On the Bitcoin main chain? That would be no, no, that's what I'm saying. And that was my comment again for the $13 million donation there to Ukraine. Is like, you definitely do not want to be doing distributions in Bitcoin. It's going to take too long and you're going to, it's going to cost you too much. So it has to be Lightning that they're using. It's also slower than Ethereum, so yeah. cents much slower. Anyways, all right. uh, the idea, yeah. Last one. Bitcoin, BitConnect is the last one. BitConnect founder, uh, Alyssa. You want a Rochambeau? Sure. Okay, ready? Rochambeau. Okay, what do you got? Okay, Rock. Dang it. <laughs> You can take it. <laughs> BitConnect. Founder indicted. BitConnect! Unlike BCC token that died several years ago, the case of BitConnect, the cryptocurrency project that gave rise to the aforementioned cryptocurrency is still far from over. This Friday, the U.S. Department of Justice announced that one of BitConnect's founders was formally indicted up on fraud charges associated with the most famous Ponzi scheme in the world of cryptocurrency. The drama isn't over. In an official press release, the Justice Department said that Satish Kulkani, uh, 36, of Tamil, India, has been charged with conspiracy to, to commit wire fraud. Uh, wire fraud, again? Wire fraud, wire fraud. Conspiracy to commit commodity price manipulations, operations of an unlicensed monetary transmitting business, and conspiracy to commit international money laundering. All the charges are associated with operations of BitConnect. This service was sold as a lending program that ultimately grew to be a pyramid business of global dimensions, breaking 20th in the list of cryptocurrencies with the most market capitalization. As explained by the Justice Department, Kumkani defrauded an undetermined number of investors, netting nearly $2.4 billion in ill-gotten profits. Uh, Kumkani created a scheme in which he offered a 
profits and crypto. But reality was that customers made money proportional to the people they managed to get involved in their business and were paid for the money uh, coming in from the from new users, which was characterized of a congressman, a special agent in charge, Eric B. Smith of the FBI's Cleveland field office, said in official statement that the BitConnect case was indicative of the scope of operations of fraudsters entering the world of cryptocurrency looking for an opportunity to evade the law. Quote, Today's indictment reiterated, uh, reiterates the FBI's commitment to identifying and addressing bad actors, defrauding investors, and soaring the ability of illegitimate entrepreneurs to accumulate within the emerging cryptocurrency space. Dress, dressing up a a hide-and-see fraud scheme with a new twist and base that can proceed without destroying the resolve and dedication of the FBI to meticulously investigate and bring such fraudsters to justice. As Crypto Potato previously reported, U.S. authorities have been actively investigating the case, hunting down everyone involved and seeking to seize as much money as possible. In May 2021, the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, filed a lawsuit against five individuals associated with BitConnect. Satish Kumpani was not was not on the list. Shortly thereafter, the SEC reached a settlement with three of them, obtaining more than $12 million in BTC and fiat currencies in penalties. And later last year, the SEC obtained a judgment against Glenn Arcano and his company Future Money for violations of the Securities Acts and Exchange Act. Boom. All right. Taking them all down, man. See, that's that, that was part of the badhammer that, uh, that the SEC was doing. So... When the SEC came through with their bad hammer, they were taking everybody out, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And part of that was BitConnect. They don't want to leave that hanging uh, with that there as well. So that's good. This is, a, this is one of those good stories, you know, because I told everybody, and I know, I personally know somebody that literally put their house with BitConnect. And unfortunately, that didn't go so well as you guys know. Um, but it's kind of one of those things that, uh, sorry, buddy, I told you not to do that, and you did it. It is what it is, man. Um, the sad truth. Sometimes people get greedy. And uh, Jake, what's the thing you say? What's the, uh, the strategic uh, thing you say when uh, investing to crypto? Like don't invest more than you can lose. Or like 10, 10, 5 percent, whatever it is. Uh, hello? Did I lose you guys? I'm disconnected, RTC disconnected. <laughs> ah, man, this is like a big pressure. We can't, <laughs> we can't hear you. He just sent me a message. We can't hear you. Why am I getting booted off? What is going on here? Okay. Can you hear us oh, now? He's back. Did you hear me talking over you that whole time? Um, 
Oh yeah, no, I do. I do have a, a general policy for myself, which I, I do encourage people. Well, not given on my show in the past. I don't think we can give you that answer. <laughs> like I said, I, I commented. I don't know if you heard it. Commented that I think somebody in your household is downloading porn and cutting you off. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, I know you share a house with other people, so the. Um, uh, yeah, if you're going to invest, especially risky thing, at least initially, if you have. So if you if you're worth a thousand, if you're worth a thousand dollars total, it's a hundred dollars. Um, then I also ask the question: Can you stand to lose? And lose right now and go eh, who cares and that's how much you should invest in crypto that's how much you you know nonchalantly or you feel no emotion about losing is if you lose it you won't care that's you know 10 cents worth yeah Let's get out of here. Until the next episode. Actually, or, yeah, you want me to do the the out? Uh, yeah, no, okay, no. that's fine. I can talk about it. I can basically say that if you appreciate our content, we appreciate a like from you and a subscribe if you want to hear more. You can check us out on uh, YouTube and Anchor. Uh, you can also get us on Discord. Talk to us directly. Uh, support us on Patreon or through Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Bat, or Raven. All the description and all the links in the description below.